The New York Mets got off to a quick start to the 2019 season, going 5-1 and one on their opening road trip. But a quick start is not unfamiliar territory for this team. Remember, they started 11-1 and one on the season last year after starting the 2018 season against the St. Louis Cardinals. But will this be the year that the end results are just as impressive as the start? What's up, everybody? I'm Tara Wellman. Welcome back to another series preview. The St. Louis Cardinals finally, mercifully, leave Miller Park behind and head to Bush Stadium, where they will meet the New York Mets for the first time this season. Joining me to discuss all things Mets, including what is going on with their pitching, and is Pete Alonso for real? Baseball prospectus writer, Roger Cormier. Roger, it has been a year plus since we last talked. The Cardinals and the Mets opened the season last year, and that was the very first series preview. So a little bit of nostalgia circling back to it at this point. But thanks for joining me again. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me again. Um, you know, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of letters asking where your wonderful first guest of 2018 <laughs> came from. And um, you finally got them. I don't know why the post office is so slow, but... Um, in Missouri, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Just, I'm glad it finally got around. Got to give the people what they want, really, is, is what we're You have to. to they, will, yeah. they will complain. And they, they I mean, they'll complain, complain anyway, but that's, that's the right. internet. <laughs> I, I am familiar a little bit uh, about the internet, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the Mets... Let's. Where do we start? Uh, I feel like it was a bit of a frustrating off season for Mets fans. Maybe because, like a lot of people, a lot of teams, it felt like there was a lot more that could have been done that wasn't done. So, is that fair to say that it was kind of frustrating? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's it's interesting. Um, if you judge them on a curve, the curve being the rest of Major League Baseball, they did pretty well. You know, most fan bases would say, you know, why didn't they do X or Y? And the answer seems to be, um, you know, money. <laughs> like, we like money. We like to hold on to our money. Also, we're never telling you how much money we actually make. So just forget about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the luxury tax isn't a, a hard salary cap, but also it's not a salary cap. What are you talking about? What's the luxury tax? Stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's always skepticism, you know, Brody Van and former agent, you know, and you wonder, okay, did they just do that because they'll think they have, uh, the Wolfpots think they'll have an advantage in negotiating contracts, you know, it's, it's, it, you, the, the wheels turned with that, but, um, I don't know, it was a pretty good off season. They, they built depth, which was a huge problem for the team. And sure enough, already it's, it's beneficial because Todd Frazier and, Jed Lowry haven't played a game yet. Um, and the Robinson Cano Edwin Diaz deal, it's pretty cool, especially Edwin Diaz, seeing that he's like, wow, this guy is really, really good and, you know, uh, and very cheap for the Mets so far. Um, so it was exciting, but, you know, it's always cautious optimism for any smart Mets fan. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it would be fair to say that it was frustrating, much like it was frustrating for every fan base except the Phillies and the Padres and I guess the Angels. Exactly, exactly. I think the the big fish um, of 
Bryce Harper and Manny Machado kind of made it frustrating for a lot of people, regardless of what the end result was. Even Cardinals fans were, were frustrated, and they ended up with Paul Goldschmidt. So that tells you uh, the level of frustration, I think, built around two players. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, well, Goldie's really good, and you signed him to an extension uh, before the extensions were really cool. So you, that's a plus for you guys. You set, helped set a trend. Yeah, uh, a weird trend, but a trend nonetheless. I, it's, uh, I mean, a that's, trend that benefits benefits the uh, owners somehow. I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> it is strange, and every time I say that, uh, I get a lot of pushback from people saying, "Well, they signed the contracts, and it's millions of dollars for them." And it's yes. However, mm-hmm. who's benefiting more in this deal? That is where this comes full circle. But. The- I don't know. That's, yeah, that's a much deeper dive. <laughs> well, no, it's it's just hard to explain to people who make, you know, eighty thousand dollars a year, forty thousand dollars a year, twenty thousand dollars a year. No, you should feel sympathy for the players making millions of dollars a year. They should be making a lot more. Yeah, it's a know. it's a tough sell for sure to convince people of that. But anyway, that's that's a whole another conversation for another day. Um, back to the Mets with everything Fine. that went on in the off season. Uh, yes. pretty good start. <laughs> Kid, were you able to at all buy into that start as things that could be, um, I don't know, maybe not maintained at that level, but good things that you could see developing into some kind of consistency with this team, or was it just a hot start? Um, well, last year, the Mets started 11-1 and 12-2, and and then it went... Yeah. Uh, I can't whistle right now. It's too <laughs> early in the morning. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, you'll have to just imagine that I whistled perfectly. Maybe in post you can add. Uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Playing play go down. Um, so this year, it's it's weird because they're 10 and 8, uh, like, like your Cardinals. Um, they're in second place. Um, but it seems I feel more optimistic than I did around this time last year. It just seems more sustainable because uh, Edward Diaz was not here last year. Um, Jeff McNeil was not here early last year. And he just keeps hitting. Uh, all the stats say that his BABIP should be below 800 or whatever it is. <laughs> but he just he, he got two infield hits yesterday. And it's like that's – he's t- Ted Williams and a squirrel combined. Uh, and Pete Alonzo was not here last year. And his – his power is real, um, and you know you trust that he's a highly rated prospect. So there's a chance his strikes that will keep expanding, and maybe he'll be, strike out too much. But right now he, he's looking really good. Um, and the Mets are ten and eight, and they have the worst ERA in the National League, which is so unlike the Mets. Even when they're bad, they have good pitching. So you'd think that will turn around. And um, with all that in mind. Um, there is optimism that they could maintain at least an above 500 uh, season. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, there right? It's, it's way too early to tell It's way too early, happen. but there is optimism. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice when you see some of those, those little things you can hold on to and say, okay, well, that's actually different than it was last year. That's actually better than it was last year. Uh, you mentioned a couple of those hot hitters. We'll talk about that in a minute. But as you said, it's always pitching for the Mets, right? So let's talk about the pitching that the Cardinals uh, will see in this series. Looks like it's going to be Vargas, DeGrom, and Syndergaard. When you have DeGrom and Syndergaard both going in one series, you 
likely feel pretty good about that, but it hasn't been that simple to start no. the season. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways we could go with that trio of starting pitchers. I'll let you pick where we start. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well, DeGrom, I, you know, is very interesting. He actually looks human this year. Um, turns out he's had strep throat. Um, he might not even, he, he was bumped from Friday because of that. He might not even pitch Saturday. It said it might be Steven Matz. The good news is um, he didn't, He's fresh. Uh, the bad news is, for Mets fans, it's because he didn't record a single out in his last start on uh, Tuesday in Philadelphia. Not great. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, which made Jason Vargas look a lot better in comparison because he got one out in his last start. I was going to say, that's hard <laughs> to do right now. <laughs> Make him look uh, better. <laughs> yes. Well, so Steven is a good teammate, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way. Um uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's interesting. I Vargas, you know, he did improve in the second half last year when nobody was watching. Um, but still, he's obviously the the, the weakest link on in the rotation. There's a lot of talk about, hey, Dallas Keuchel's still available. Why don't you get Dallas Keuchel? Um, I'm very familiar with that conversation. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, the Mets could really use Dallas Keuchel. Jason is, I believe, in his final year of a two-year contract. It wouldn't be a huge ask to send him to the bullpen. Um, so, yeah, he's starting Friday. And uh, with, with DeGrom, before the strip throat um, uh, was uh, made public, you know, there's a lot of talk. Maybe he's tipping his pitches. Uh, pitcher coach Dave Island uh, literally said, hell no. Uh, that's not why. And he said there's some timing mechanism. There's some talk that the Grom's slider is going too fast, so there's no not much differentiation in speed with his fastball, and so hitters are timing it better. It, it was really disturbing. That might be too strong of a word, disturbing, but to me it was to see very few swings and misses and batters hitting home runs off of Jacob the Grom. Yeah, that's not supposed <laughs> to happen. No, um, and, and Milo's... Uh, Nicholas, is that how you pronounce his? Uh, Michaelis, uh, yeah. Michaelis is, is, is uh, supposed to face the Grab Saturday, and I was thinking about He's the Lizard King, right? Yes. Uh, he. I have been told um, he actually doesn't like that nickname, but it, it's hard to get away from eating but, a live lizard. Yes. <laughs> this matchup is a matchup of, of players with poor diets. He, he ate a lizard, and the Grab, I believe, still... Uh, has McDonald's a lot, and, and he's a freak of nature who looks like he does, but he, it's really disturbing. He's a father of two now, um, you know, just <laughs> really got to really gotta step it yourself. up. Yeah. You know, he got the extension now, maybe he'll be, he'll double down. There you go, just, there you go. You know, second big back, but, um, right, so there, that's something to look out for. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but then again, um, I'm just like piling on data here, uh, more useless than the next. But uh, he, uh, Degrom, is still sunshine Superman, as Gary Cohen puts it. He has the best daytime ERA in baseball history, and uh, Saturday's game, I believe, is in the afternoon. So that's something to look out for, I guess. I was fascinated by that stat. I know? I love those mostly probably meaningless stats, yeah. but also. Maybe not. <laughs> right, and you'd think like after he became a father, he'd get less sleep, and maybe he wouldn't right. be as good today. But no, he, he's you would think. he's 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 uh, immune to the lack of sleep. Uh, he's or a something. empire. <laughs> yeah. so, or so. 
Um, oh. What about Cindergard? Because also not uh, the the typical Cindergard start for him as well. Is it the hair? Is it the like putting the hair? back i mean that just to me like i'm a hair person that's the first thing right. i see <laughs> yes you 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 have hair i do uh, yes <laughs> more more hair than i um yeah yeah he has the ponytail he's been uh or like the double ponytail kind of thing it's um it's not I a good look like, let's just i mean I it's know, not great I, unfortunately he's the kind of person that i think the more he's told it doesn't look good he'll he'll keep doing it as well um, might be Game of Thrones being back after two years. He's a big Game of Thrones guy, and uh, maybe he was just thinking about the show and the season premiere uh, the other night. It is weird with uh, with Syndergaard. I don't know. It's he's kind of underrated. Um, it's funny because players think he's overrated under the Bryce Harper, but that's because of his brand. But once you see Degrom, you you take pitchers for granted a little bit. Syndergaard's been really consistent. Uh, so when he gave up five runs in five innings, I believe, that was that was strange. I, I guess he'll be fine. Um, I'm not worried about him as a pitcher. Um, you know, the ponytail's a, another story. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, Syndergaard should be okay. You should fear him as a pitcher. Yeah. I want to circle back as most, most people do. I know Cardinals fans do. Um, I want to circle back to Vargas for a quick second because, I mean, obviously the massive ERA is what most people are going to notice, but what is there something that's been specific that's been the, the problem for him? Is it just command? Is it not having the stuff that he's capable of, or is he just not that good anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of his... his uh, uh, it's important to have control with him. He's not going to plays a fastball by you. I don't think he ever was able to do that. So it's very, very important, his timing uh, on his wide-up. And either it's decent, it's good, it's passable, or it's terrible. It's his 14 ERA for the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like he had a terrible start last year. He, he was injured during spring trading, and then, you know, he just never – it took until June or July maybe – to get the timing right, so um, yeah, he's just not good anymore. I guess is what uh, would That's be what fair. Boils to down me. to right. <laughs> yeah, but occasionally, you know, occasionally he'll just show up and throw a quality start. And you're like, oh come on, you know, especially if you're already uh, rooting for a team that is facing only like, oh, but it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, he'll uh, he'll figure something out. Um, okay, so bullpens tend to be. Very uncomfortably inconsistent. This time of year in particular, because everyone's still trying to figure out their roles and where they're going to pitch and how that's all going to play out, especially if there's any trouble with the starting rotation, which Cardinals fans are very familiar with, how that plays into what happens in the bullpen. You mentioned Diaz. Um, maybe let's start there, because he's really good. And it's nice to, when you know maybe a lot of other things aren't going well, have that guy <laughs> that you know what he's going to do, you know what he's capable of, and he's doing it. Yes, uh, Sugar is is uh, better than advertised. Uh, Sugar is his nickname. Um, but of course, even even when we have a good thing, um, there's a problem. Apparently, we found out after a win. This was a big win against the Phillies, one of our 17 division rivals. Uh, Mickey Cowley did not bring him in in an obvious uh, bases loaded two outs situation uh, up by one run. He didn't bring him in in a tie game in the ninth. Didn't bring him bring him in in a tie game in the tenth. Um, all smart people say, you, you, yes, you bring in your closer in a tie game on the road in the ninth and 10th inning. But no, he waited 
until the 11th inning when they had a one-run lead. Um, so uh, it, it turns out that um, it's not even Mickey Cowie's decision, but it's the uh, front office decision that he cannot go more than three outs. He's not going to be tasked for more than three outs, even though he has done that before in his career. He says he's okay with it, um, but not until the postseason. Never mind that the Mets, you know, might not make the postseason. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, that was disturbing on two levels. Uh, I'm usually disturbing way too much, but anyway, um, that, that, that there's this limit. He has, he had a, um, when he was drafted in 2012, they found a, a slight tear in his shoulder, I believe. Um, but it hasn't affected him. So until it affects a pitcher, you don't worry about it, but it's worrisome that they're, Worried about it. Um, and it's worrisome that our manager, who's supposed to be analytically inclined, doesn't believe in bringing in your closer on the road in a tie game. Yeah, that uh, that was a very strange developing story when I saw it. And, um, you know, when and you you're have, like, I'm going to ask Roger about I, it. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is great. We can talk about this. We can work you it out. It well and then <laughs> when, uh, when the Mets inevitably watch this, they'll be like, oh, that's what we should have done. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, but it, it was it was strange to see it developing because when you have such a good thing, you obviously want to protect that to some extent, but you can also, I think, get a little too aggressive in the like preventative. Right, right. We're saving this for when it. I mean, we see teams do this with young pitchers in the starting rotation where they're like, oh, we're going to, we're going to limit their innings or we're not going to pitch. I mean, there are some very specific examples you can oh, oh, probably. Oh, no. Uh, Terry Collins, the previous Mets manager, <laughs> that notoriously ran relievers to the ground, uh, destroyed them by trusting them too much. As did Mike Matheny, former Cardinals manager. <laughs> I yes. Understand. I, I noticed the trend. Former. former <laughs> That's uh, probably a reason they didn't last long, that long. But uh, in any event, uh, right, but you know, I could see that as an edict from above for a Terry Collins. Mickey doesn't have that problem as much, at least uh, not as severe as Terry. So uh, I still think it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's a do. weird. It's a weird place to draw such a hard line. Like this is a thing that's never going to happen because, like you said, cool. You want to save that for the postseason? Great. What happens if you miss the postseason <laughs> by a game or two that could have? turned out differently because he got a four-out save instead of throwing somebody up. It, it, it all just gets very It's very, fuzzy. it's <laughs> too risk-averse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it can be frustrating. For sure. Um, also to find out after a game that that's been the edict for the whole season. You know, that's a little <laughs> three weeks in. Oh, Mickey said that he said it before. By the way. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I didn't see anybody uh, say, oh, actually, he said, no, nobody. Yeah, good so. good try. But I feel like something like that would have been uh, would have been discussed prior to, to that moment. Right. Um, but he is still very good. What about the rest of the bullpen? Because sometimes that mix gets a little weird, especially when the starting pitching isn't what it needs to be. And that just sort of, it's a domino effect. And it, everything gets a little off kilter. Well, Jerry's familiar. Um Signed early in the offseason, hometown discounts, and, you know, there's one way of looking at it, like, wow, our former closer, and he's going to be our eighth inning guy. This is, uh, But he's not, he doesn't have it so far this year. I think his ERA is near six, and uh, that's frustrating. He's been working with Dave Island. Um, yeah. Uh, like a few years ago, he stopped 
using his um, most dominant pitch, like, and then he stopped being dominant. I think he, Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, you know, I think it was because it was the Warvid slider partially somewhat of some hybrid of that. And every other pitcher who used the Warvid slider got hurt. So I think he's like, Hmm. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. And he had, he had a blood clot thing. I, I don't think it was related, uh, but um, on his sh- uh, arm. So I don't know. He's not as reliable as he used to be. And Mets fans just have uh, Agita, no matter who the closer is. Eventually they will even throw with Diaz. So there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of lack of confidence in Familia right now. So before the ninth inning, and it will be the ninth inning apparently, not before, um, there's a lot of uh, trouble. Uh, Seth Lugo has not been dominant, but it's good that he could eat up multiple innings and he's consistent enough. And the same with uh, Robert Gazelman. Those are two good weapons. And sometimes they are taken for granted, but they're not exactly dominant either. They're not sure things. Um, so no, I, but you know, every team's bullpen, every fan base's bullpen has issues, but I will point out again that the Mets have the worst ERA in the national league right now. And that includes Edward Diaz, who I believe hasn't given up a run yet. Yeah. Or he has like, it was that, uh, what he was, what it, it, it was comfortable and he didn't blow a save or anything. It's like he knew. Right. Like it didn't. It was okay. You could just, you know, step off a little Let bit. Let me try this out. Why not? I'm with <laughs> See you. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Cardinals' bullpen has been an interesting process as far as developing who goes where because um, they went into the year – it's very strange because they went into the year feeling like the starting rotation was going to be the strength. The bullpen could be but was kind of an unknown – um, and it's really sort of flipped. The starting rotation has really struggled, and the bullpen has saved the day in a number of instances. I mean, they've got guys like John Gant and John Brebbia, who are not names that anyone in baseball knows. <laughs> but John Gant was in the Mets system, there I There you believe. go. So, so Mets fans are at least potentially familiar with John Gant, who also cut his hair. I don't... This is my soapbox, and I have to mention it every time. He showed up to uh, he showed up to winter warm up two winters ago, which was like the fan fest thing for for Cardinals fans. I think it was warm up. It might have been like the Cardinals caravan, which is the traveling version of that. Anyway, off season showed up with like romance novel, gorgeous oh. hair. Mm. Showed up to spring training and had buzzed it all off. <laughs> it was. The most devastating thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, um, what was his excuse? Because it's hot in Florida, maybe it's... it's he, it, there wasn't really a good excuse, which I think is why it, it still bothers me. It's just kind of like, I just started to change it up. <laughs> off topic, um, but not at all. What do you think of DeGrom's beard? Because that's new. I, I think... So here's the thing about the beard. The hair is just so distracting to me, that weird ponytail thing that's going on. That like oh, Syndergaard, yeah. Oh, with Syndergaard, like, yes. With DeGrom's yeah, beard. Have, but DeGrom's beard is new, that's why. I yes, have. it's, uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the beard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's not working for him on the field so far. That's, that's true. Good. That's true. See, like Syndergaard with the ponytail, maybe the, the beard is what's throwing it, up DeGrom. It, it might be. He doesn't need, um, the grub doesn't need the beard consistently. Because, like, I need the beard because I need a uh, jawline. Which I don't have without it. Um, it it's you know, uh, so I don't understand it. I, it's just showing off, really. 
there, John Brebbia, the other of the Cardinals' solid relievers right now, um, does this thing every year where he shaves off his beard before the first game of the season and then doesn't shave for the remainder of the season. Um, he pitched in Japan this winter and had, like, this weird braided, twisty, like, gnome beard thing going on. <laughs> I was yeah. a big fan of that, but uh, I am a big fan of the way that he pitches, so I guess, I guess I'll allow it. If it, works, it, it works, it works. It works. It works. It works. And it's probably fun to see as the, the year progresses, you know, to show how time passed. Exactly. Like how you see someone years later and now they're wearing glasses or something. It's like a, it's like a very slow time lapse. <laughs> you can show a picture of him every day and you can tell what point in the season we were based on how, uh, how much right. of a beard there is. At the end um, of the year, he has his, the beard down to uh, uh, his belly button and you're like, were we ever that young in March? <laughs> yeah. Back in the olden days. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, hair or beards notwithstanding, uh, John Gant and John Brebbia have been solid. Jordan Hicks has been great. Um, Andrew Miller is still a bit of a mystery for the Cardinals, which is very frustrating, but I, I gotta say not totally unexpected. I was a little concerned right. about him kind of returning to form. Um, and then there have been some guys in and out of the bullpen for the Cardinals that uh, have pitched some significant innings, but... Um, you know, maybe aren't the the ones really holding down the fort at this point. But it's it's guys that maybe could have had different roles. John Gant almost won a starting job out of the spring. They put him in the bullpen, and he's he had the team's first win and the team's first save because that's a thing that you expect out of a guy in the bullpen. Just weird stuff. My point is, bullpens can be complicated <laughs> and uh trying to gauge them at this point in the season i think is very difficult um one thing that Car the cardinals pitching staff does have a bit of a problem with is that they're very very right-handed <laughs> not a lot of left-handed ability so when they face teams with strong left-handed hitting it becomes a bit of a problem so let's talk oh. about hitting <laughs> okay yes uh the vets are are hitting they which are is also weird <laughs> yeah um so you mentioned mcneil and alonzo Yes. I had many people ask me to ask about them because mm -hmm. basically the question is, are these guys for real? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jeff McNeil's nickname before Squirrel came about uh, from the players was Jeff the Real Deal McNeil. So it's right in the name. <laughs> you can't question it. <laughs> you cannot question it. It rhymes with his surname. Um, yeah, like, like, like I said with McNeil, you, you'd think that eventually – He'll regress, which he will a little bit. He's hitting four thirty or something right now. But yeah, um, but you know the teams are like, okay, okay, smart guy, we're we're gonna shift on you. We're gonna shift hard. We're gonna shift like he's like. And as they're speaking, he hits the ball for a double down the left field line. Um, you know uh, him and his noblest bats. He, he's a he's he's a freak in the, in the best way possible. He hasn't hit a home run this year. Power's not coming yet um uh, so i guess that's something you could hang your hat on with that um but yeah he he should be a leadoff hitter uh brandon nimbo has a stiff neck he he might not uh play this weekend and you'll see mcdeal on leadoff where he should be um pete alonzo the polar bear that's uh that's his nickname apparently uh for the players yeah the power is real he hit a home run um the power is real. Uh, he had a home run, the, the seventh hardest hit home run in history, asterisk, stat cast era. Um, the top six are all Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge home runs. 
to put it in perspective. And as are eight, nine, ten in the top ten list. And then uh, right there in the middle, Beat Alonzo. <laughs> Polar Bear. Uh, he has he has infectious energy. Um, you know, I I remember in a come from behind win at home. Uh, Alonzo was just when he hit a double, he's just ah yeah. And and when Michael Conforto did the same, Conforto's usually. Uh, stoic guy he was like yeah yeah so that's uh that's interesting um is he for real um i think he is um but don't don't quote me well you can quote me on that but (laughs) if you can quote me on that if there was like a if you have the ellipses in there dot 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 i think he is question mark (laughs) um i actually got to interview him last year uh when he was in double a and um you know he's he has a good head on his shoulders for a young man, you know, I could say that he is a much younger man than I, and much stronger and much better at baseball. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you see, like pitchers are now starting to figure him out. They're getting the scouting reports, and it's that's interesting when a player first has to make his first big adjustment in the big leagues. So we'll we'll see about that. Uh, Jeff McNeil has had more time. He was called up last uh, in the middle of August last year, I believe. So Pete has and Pete started this season um so we'll see um might have a terrible weekend this weekend but he might pick it back up that's part of the fun of the game you know along with seeing hair grow on on players throughout the season (laughs) it's also seeing the young guys how are they going to face their first um piece of adversity yeah i always find it really interesting to see how they make adjustments because that's when you that's when you can really start to tell it's not just about talent but there's um you know the the mental capacity to kind of think their way through what's going on and and figure it out from there too that's when it gets really exciting Um, absolutely and i think he's somebody who could do that yeah that's uh it's well physically and mentally and that's that's the battle right is putting that together putting those those are the top two yeah Yeah. (laughs) um someone who maybe isn't putting it together at this point (laughs) questions on twitter about robinson cano uh, obviously came over in that, that move that brought in Diaz, but not great so far. What is the, what is the actual expectation for him? Because I feel like because he's Robinson Cano, everybody has expectations, but what is realistic for him at this point? And someone asked on Twitter, should they keep him on their fantasy team? Right. Well, uh, you know, I'm so nostalgic today. Opening day in Washington, Robinson Cano hit a home run. Jacob DeGrom went six uh, shutout innings. Edwin Diaz with the save. It was a uh, perfect oh, storm. Chef kiss. <laughs> no. And uh, ever since, uh, except for Mr. Diaz, you know, uh, there's been issues. Robinson Cano, uh, you know, the Pakoda, uh, Zips, you know, they all said that his, his he'll become an albatross for the Mets and for Keeper League owners in a few years. Not, not now. He'll still be pretty good. Um, Statcast says he's been one of the more unlucky hitters so far this season. I think he's like the 36th unluckiest out of 390 batters or something like that, uh, in terms of uh, expected weighted on base average. And, uh, but I, I checked, I looked into it, and uh, his exit velocity is down than it usually is for him. Um, his strikeout rate is way up, it's at 24%, like his jersey number. Uh, that's how I remember. <laughs> um, but that's not good. No. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, you could say it's small sample size. It's a few weeks in. Maybe he'll turn around. If I were the, um, 
the the fantasy owner, I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't release him. Maybe you could swing a trade for him, uh, but if not, I, I'd hold on to him a little longer. I don't think it's uh, time to get rid of Robbie just yet. There you go. There's your uh, your fantasy update on this series preview. With these games for the Cardinals at Bush, a uh, bit a bit of an up and down start for both of these teams. But for the Mets in St. Louis, what do you feel like is the key to this series uh, for for New York? Pitching. <laughs> <laughs> I figured hitting. that was going to be the obvious. Answer. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, pitching because they they are hitting. Um, so yeah, it's it has to be the pitching. It has to. You know, uh, I, I don't mean to be harsh on Mr. Vargas, but he has to last more than one-third of an inning this time. That seems uh, fair. I think that seems fair because the Mets are running out of, um, you know, schlubs to, you know, eat six innings and then send back to AAA, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they're going to need length from the starters and their starters to keep them in the game, uh, which isn't that hard lately because the Mets are scoring a lot of runs. So yeah. weird to say. <laughs> you hesitate every time you say it, right? Uh, they're scoring runs? What? Those words, right. those words separately make sense. <laughs> combined in right. that order. Uh, awesome. Well, I uh, always appreciate your uh, information on the Mets. You're writing about a lot of baseball these days. Where can people find all of the things? Well, all the things. Uh, you can find me usually every Thursday at Baseball Prospectus, part of their wonderful short relief um, series column, whatever you call it, feature. Way of life, really. Uh, so many great writers there. For some reason, they, they stuck me in. They needed some warm bodies. Um, and, you know, I'm on Twitter at YAYRoger. It's mostly Mets stuff, um, you know, but I, I've been checking out the Padres a lot lately. I wrote about the Padres today. They seem cool. And, and the Cardinals, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <laughs> you know, Begrudgingly, the Cardinals. I, I end up, I, you know you know how it is. You know, you, you fire up LLB.TV at 7 or, or 6, and then, oh, it's 2 in the morning, and the Dodgers need 15 innings to win this game some, somehow. And you end up watching pretty much every team. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> my it, life. As it happens. As it happens. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> and, uh, my uh, witticisms and quotes. Uh, there we go find out there so excellent well thank you so much for your time again today thank you very much hopefully it won't be another year until yeah, agreed <laughs> you all know that there is plenty of history between cardinals fans and mets fans so i appreciate roger setting aside his disdain for the cardinals to help me break down this series make sure that you are following him on twitter i promise he's a great follow even if you're not a mets fan but i do want to know we talked about hair, because that's what I do. <laughs> do you like the Syndergaard ponytail thing that's happening? Do you like the DeGrom facial hair? Do you think that you would be superstitious enough as a baseball player to, uh, to change up the look if it wasn't working for you on the field? Let me know in the comments below. And make sure that while you're hanging out near the comment section, you go ahead and hit that subscribe button for more videos like this, daily game recaps, weekly series previews, and more. And make sure you check out birdsontheblack.com for additional analysis. I think that's all I have to say. Until next time, I'm Tara Wellman.